Hello! At kumusta na po mga kababayan? Higit sa isang buwan na rin tayong hindi nag-uusap, welcome po sa ikabaintishering kabanata ng Usapang Pinoy, a Georgia Asian Times podcast. Maraming salamat po sa patuloy ninyong pagtangkilik sa Usapang Pinoy. At kung hindi pa po ninyo nagagawa, huwag po ninyong kalimutan na mag-sign up for subscription at usapangpinoyga at gmail.com. Kailangan lang po namin ang inyong last name, first name, and email address. Ngayon po, kung naalala ninyo noong episode 11 noong February, pinag-usapan po natin yung types of martial arts which began in the Philippines, kabilang na po ang arnis, panantukan, at pananjakman. Ngayon kung, kung nakalimutan po ninyo, mag-go uh, to our site and look for episode 11 and you will find that. Pero nagagalak po akong ipahiya, ipahiya, ipahayag, I'm sorry, ipahayag na ang Philippine martial arts is rapidly getting more interest in this country. And I would like to give it more exposure, especially about the good impact it has for our younger generations, including training and opening of schools, especially for Philippine martial arts. So, in other words, ang ating pong guest ngayon ay isang mestizong Pinoy, who advocates for Pinoy martial arts in Atlanta. Hindi po ba exciting? And is actually working with Atlanta Balintawak Arnis. So, bago, po, bago ko po siya tawagin, narito muna ang ating mga importanteng anunsyo. And the calendar event, events, calendar of events po for this month is number one, so August 20th, Sa Sabado, the Mayan Film Association of um, Georgia, which is located in Warner Robins, is holding their 2026 20, annual fiesta. This will start at 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. at Warner Robins Banquet Hall, located at 5073 Osijian Boulevard in Warner Robins. Please contact any the Mayan officer or Saranay officers for tickets and information. Ang pangalawa po is on August 27th sa Cobb County International Festival naman po and it will start at 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. This is a celebration of best traditional food, music and art from around the world and the Philippine community is represented by volunteers from PACGA, Galing Foundation and the Philippine Honorary Consul General. The event is at Cobb County Parks at 2245 Galloway Road, Southwest Marietta, Georgia, 30008. At, on September 12 naman po at 6 p.m. is the Philippine American Chamber of Commerce Toast. Ito po yung ating happy hour, uh, which is at the monthly networking. And please visit pakga.org for the Zoom link. Um, and I want to... Uh, tell you to save the date po. So October 15, 2022, Sabado po yun, as part of the Philippine American Historical Month celebration, ang Philippine American Chamber of Commerce po is um, opening its first ever annual Sari Sari Market. So abangan po ninyo, this is going to be an, in Lilburn, Georgia, and all the Filipino food and non-food vendors will be there, and there will be a tinikling showdown. So abangan po ninyo ang announcement, it will be out very soon. So, ako po ay magbabalik sa mandali upang ihandog sa inyo ang ating guest podcaster. Welcome back po mga tagapakinig. Ngayon po, I am so excited to welcome to Usapang Pinoy 
Si David Samonte, a professional stunt performer and marketing director of the Atlanta Balintawak Arnis. Welcome, David. Hi, how's it going? Very good. I'm so happy that you can make it today, and I'm so excited so you can tell us all the information about Balintawak Arnis. So, uh, to start, to start off, tell our listeners about your story as a stuntman and a martial artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, I. I, uh, I've, I'm very passionate about martial arts. Um, it's always been something that's kind of been of interest to me, but I never actually really got into it until kind of a little bit later on in my life. Um, but I, I really got into it, you know, as a, as a kid, um, I'd be, you know, hanging out at my Tito's house and, uh, my cousin Bobby actually was really big into cameras and stuff. And we'd be shooting just, you know, silly videos, you know, whatever, you know, it's just kids, you know, kind of run around and, and kind of shooting that thing. And then, um, you know, eventually it kind of led to uh, this passion of mine for filmmaking in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on top of that, you know, I, I grew up watching a lot of action movies, um, some horror movies, you know, a um, bunch of different anime and other stuff too. And, and you know, you, you kind of watch a lot of like really cool like action stuff going on. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't until I was about halfway through film school and I realized I was making these these shorts that were, all pretty much like some kind of fight scene or a chase scene or that sort of thing. And I started to realize, like, I actually want to get into um, stunt work. Um, and that's kind of how I went from there. Um, eventually, I had lucked out, and I found a, uh, a mentor of mine. Um, Mr. He's, his name is Jeff Wilhelm. Um, I'm very thankful for his tutelage. Uh, he kind of took me under his wing when I was just starting out. And he was kind of teaching me how the business works and just how to do certain things and just, you know, how to, how, how to navigate the film world. Um, and then it wasn't until about five years ago I moved to Atlanta uh, because of the, the growing film scene around here. Um, and it's been going well pretty since. Um, you know, over the years I've trained, thinking about it, uh, somewhere between eight to ten different styles. I, I wouldn't say I've mastered any one particular, but it's kind of like whenever I had an opportunity to learn something, I did. Um, one of those was uh, was was actually Kali um you know the, the filipino martial art mm-hmm. um and you know i i learned a little bit um from one of the gurus back uh, in my hometown in washington dc and um you know from there it was kind of always kind of a background and an interest of mine um and then it wasn't until a couple years back that i had seen a black belt magazine article um talking about a balinawak arnis school here in atlanta um and it was featuring my my guru jamar and um you know, it, from there, I was, I just, I was decided, I was like, well, you know, here's Jamar, he's, he's from Cebu, uh, he's teaching Filipino martial arts, this was kind of a no-brainer for me, and it, and it, it kind of, it become a very big passion of mine, um, to actually be part of it. That's great that you got hooked up with Jamar, and um, <clears throat> you're in our part, part of his school, so tell us, when did Filipino martial arts start getting traction in the USA, specifically in Georgia? I mean, if we want to look at the history of it, um, you know, there's there's always been some kind of bleed over. I mean, if you look at the history of the relationship between the U.S. and the Philippines, um, you know, there's there's always been like a for a while there's been a history of of, of military training between you know the two militaries, um, you know, and so you're going to see a lot of bleed over, you know, in, in the combat techniques and stuff when it, especially when it comes to like knife or like close quarters fighting, just because of that relationship between the U.S. and and the Philippines. Um, as far as like the schools and whatnot, um, 
I would say there's actually a lot of relationship between what we've seen in the film world with what the actual practicing the martial arts has has brought over. Um, because you know, we, if you even like look at like Bruce Lee back in the day, um, you know, one of his students and and, and close friends was 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 Dan Osanto, who is you know very well renowned in just the martial arts community as a whole. Um, but a big practitioner of like, you know, Eskrima and, and, and Junsan and a few other different martial arts. And um, so, I mean, we, we see a lot of that um, sort of influence from even back in like the 60s and 70s. Um, I would say Filipino martial arts as a whole has been taking up a lot more popularity, at least in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I, I stand to be corrected on this, but like I would say like early 2000s is kind of when you, you start to see it kind of take on a little bit more life. Um you know, there's there's been a lot of uh, portrayals of it in in film, which is again, it's it seems like oh yeah, it's just film, you know, whatever. But you know, when we see these things on film, people start sitting there and going like, oh wait, how are they? What are they doing there? Like, what what kind of fighting is that? You know, right. um, and it's a way to get it, the the movement kind of out there um, to like the rest of the populace and just kind of get people kind of sitting there thinking like, oh cool, so so that's a Filipino martial arts. I don't know anything about that, and that's kind of you know, how it kind of goes from there. Yeah, I was kind of, when I was doing my research for episode 11, the, uh, it's all, the Philippine martial arts is essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is essentially without weapon except for the sticks that we use, but um, the, ar- the arnis, the, which they call skrima, is that correct? Skrima, and then the pananjakman, which is the kicking, and panuntukan, which is the bare, bare uh, arms boxing or something. But um, yeah, and it has taken taken off in in the United States. So, um, tell because it has just been recently. I've heard about Balinta Wax School. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually one thing I wanted to uh, talk about the Parantukan and the Paranjakman. Um, so those are actually terms to refer to uh, just empty hands, uh, essentially. Okay. Um, so they aren't their own separate martial arts. There are certain styles that you would see in the Kali or Scream or the Arnis worlds where you might have certain schools that kind of focus more on unarmed or boxing or kicking or even like grappling. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, that's kind of more just like, you know, um, if it, it's more of a, it's kind of more of a generic term, I would say. So like if, if or if like, you know, someone here in the U S would say, Hey, I'm training my grappling. You know, it doesn't refer to wrestling or Brazilian jiu-jitsu or anything else. It's just kind of like, hey, I'm, you know, say grappling, and you kind of get an idea for what that would look like. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as Bolinowak goes, it's um, compared to kind of portrayals of different martial arts and the history of a lot of different martial arts, you know, globally, um, you know, Arnis itself is old. Bolinowak Arnis is relatively new. Um, so uh, the original founder, of of Arnis, uh, Anton Bacon, he didn't start kind of doing his own thing until I want to say about the 1950s. Um, and forgive me, I'm a little bit. So Balintawak actually yeah. originated from the Philippines, Balintawak Arnis, and then it was just adopted here. The name uh, was adopted here in the United States. Oh no, the name the name itself was was something from the Philippines. Uh, okay. The art was developed in the Philippines. Um, it didn't start to spread here until. Um, kind of later on, um, but like the, the art itself was developed um, in Cebu. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually named after the street that the uh, that Antoine Bacon would he would eventually start training people in the backyard of his watch shop 
Um, I was, that was what I was going to ask ne next. But where did the Balintawak come from? Because I know it's a street name. Yeah, and so that the, so that street is actually where the original school was 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 kind of founded. Okay, um, gotcha. And a, and a lot of it was just also just like uh, because there's different um, amongst martial arts, you know, you get the different schools, and there's a little bit of you know it's kind of clicky. You know, there's a little bit of drama that happens between certain schools and stuff. And you know that is what it is. You know, just like anything else in the world, there's you know when you have different groups, there you know there's 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 going to be certain things, but. Um, you know, a lot of times those students that were practicing under uh, Anchong, um, you know, they got referred to as the Balinawak boys or, you know, it's like, oh, it's those Balinawak folks. And so that's kind of part of it is, I mean, that's kind of a paraphrased version of how, you know, that name started to stick for the styles because they, they trained on the street. And so they just became, they became known as Balinawak Arnis. Right. So tell our listeners about the Philippine Martian, martial arts influence in the film and mm -hmm. the spread of Philippine martial arts. Yeah, um, you know it's it's very popular in in film, and we're starting to see a lot more influence on it. Um, I would say, as far as if you look at, I mean, I mentioned Bruce Lee. You know, if you look at Game of Death, there's a fight between him and Dan and Osanto. Um, there's a lot of movements with the nunchucks uh, that happens. That is actually very similar to a lot of what you'd see in like your 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 Filipino martial arts styles, um, which which I, I find kind of very very cool actually that that bleed over um as far as more modern movies goes you start to see a lot of influence from filipino martial arts and the born identity movies oh, wow. um yeah so jeff amada was one of the fight coordinators for it and there's one very specific fight scene that i remember where uh born he goes through this window and then he ends up fighting this guy that's been chasing after him and there's a part where he takes a, a magazine and he rolls it up into a tube and you can watch the fight scene it's, it's, it's there on youtube it's it's probably one of the biggest ones in the in the franchise and he's he's duking it out with this guy and the guy's uh, i believe he has a knife i haven't actually watched it in a while but um he needs to say that he, he's able to hold his own because he's using this rolled up magazine and it's uh it's an improvised weapon but it still employs the movements that are that are that are known in in filipino martial arts kali eskrima arnis um and uh, it, it kind of lends towards the methodology behind it where, you know, you, you learn the movements and the movements can apply towards whatever implement you're holding in your hand, whether it's a knife, a stick, a magazine, a sword, empty hands, whatnot. Right. Um, but I, I would say as far as the most recent uh, examples of Filipino martial arts you've seen, um, there's a movie in 2015, Spy, uh, starring Melissa McCarthy. So it, that one's kind of more funny, but, um, you know, she's, she's playing the spy, and she was actually trained by uh, Dan Santo's daughter, Diana Lee Santo. Mm -hmm. um, so she was trained for the fight scenes there. Um, but also we had, like, the old guard with Charlie Theron. Um, they, they had different elements to it, but, uh, you know, the, the whole premise was that they were, you know, these ancient warriors, and so there's definitely a lot of Filipino, um, Salat, Kali, a sort of martial art influence in that. Um, but I would say the most recent one we see is is in Dune, the Dune movie that came out. Um, that specifically used Balinawak Arnis. Um, and I know this because I talked to a friend of mine who worked on the movie. <laughs> mm. um, but they were blending a mixture of, um, they had the Freeman using uh, Balinawak Arnis because they all carried knives on them. Um, but then you had the, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the main character, Timothy Chalamet's character. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the house that they are, but they're from a different planet. They're a lot more royal, and so they're actually using kendo, like the Japanese sword styles. Mm -hmm. um, so they wanted to have that kind of difference between the different cultures 
um, in the movie, and then their fighting styles because it's kind of supposed to signify like you wouldn't carry a big sword if you're going to the desert, but you would carry a knife. <laughs> right. You know? This is all um, very interesting. So, uh, when can I enroll? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, anytime. <laughs> I mean, love to have you come out for a class. Um, you know, our school is it's we're we're in the process of growing. Um, and, and, and I mean, I, I can personally attest that Jamar's training is some of the best training I've ever received uh, in martial arts. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, we have our school located in Marietta. We offer two classes a week on, on Thursdays and Saturdays. Um, and then we're currently working on setting something up so we can actually start teaching another class in, in the perimeter. Um, just make it a little more convenient for those of us that might not live so close to Marietta. Right. Um, so you know, if that gets by, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be, you know, trying to promote that and see if we can get more students in seminars and stuff. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Um, my question though, is like Philippine martial arts is now so popular worldwide and it's catching on in the United States and people don't realize that a lot of the foreign martial arts are, like you said, it's bleeding from the Philippine martial arts and they're adapting to it or making a fusion out of, you know, both different mm -hmm. martial arts um why is it though that um although the philippine martial arts is so popular worldwide it's not very popular among filipinos mm -hmm. y you know i it's a it's it's a pretty complex concept um to kind of address all these things but i'll try to do my best to make it as distinct as possible at least in my opinion of what's going on um you know i i think it's there's, and this is this is for like every culture, but like I feel like there's also kind of like a certain like people can be a little bit, you know, think martial arts and think oh fighting, you know, and mm -hmm. they just think of like the violence, you know, and and and, and, and you know Filipino like Filipino carnies is uh, are is a weapons art, you know, we're learning how to use a stick, but it's supposed to translate to knife. Um, but there's also a lot of control, and 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 when you when you start to learn martial art, as a martial artist in general. Um, you know, I, I think it's important that as you start to realize your technique and learn what you can do, you realize how much you don't want to do it. Right. Um, so I think that's a misconception. I think I, I would like to try to debunk first, you know, so like learning a martial art actually makes you more, um, in, in my opinion, more calm. Um, it makes you smarter, yes, you know, it makes you think more in the moment and be able to like, you know, be disciplined and like realize that, Hey, maybe, you know, I'm just being hot headed or angry right now, but maybe it's not best to, you know, do something I might regret. Right. And I think that's a really important part of just martial arts training in general. And, um, and th the reason I, I really was very interested when I first um, asked you to, to join us in Usapang Pinoy is it's Filipino, it's ours, and we shouldn't mm -hmm. forget it, and it's part of our culture. And that's the reason why I want the young generation to learn about this. So um, <laughs> we... I, I am looking forward to working more with you so that we can get our youth together and learn this mm -hmm. because we don't want to lose this for sure. So oh, with, yeah. with that said, uh, how can Balintawak, our, um, our niece, change that, the the reception of the younger Filipinos? I mean, of course, mm -hmm. there's a lot of factors you have to think about, like they're busy, school and all that, but I, I want to kind of try to get them to learn, to come to you and learn Filipino mm -hmm. martial arts. Yeah, um, you know, and um, you know, Jamar and I have had this conversation a lot, and you know, I'm, I'm still am. So you know, I, I grew up in the U.S., but you know, my mom's Filipino, grew up with you know, first generation immigrant, you know. So it, it's kind of interesting to see you know Jamar coming from the Philippines, and you know, having lived there the majority of his life versus me living in Filipino culture in the U.S. Um, 
you know, I we do really enjoy having Filipinos come in. Uh, we've since let's say the beginning of the year, we've kind of really been rolling out like bigger, better things as far as our website and our marketing stuff goes. Um, but I've been making sure to really kind of do what I can to let Filipinos in Georgia know about us. Um, and it also advertised the fact that, you know, Jamar is from the Philippines, right. you know, and that's, I, I think there's a various cultural, there's a cultural significance to that, you know, being able to understand the roots of the martial art. It's more than just, Hey, learn how to swing a stick. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, learn why, learn mm-hmm. the history behind it, learn, you know, the application and stuff. And, and of course, this isn't me knocking any other schools and stuff. I, you know, at the end of the day, if people are learning the martial art, it makes me happy. Um, right. But, you know, I think there's definitely, um, I, I think there's, 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 there's a lot of um, importance, uh, you know, to kind of just let people know and let people understand and let people see. And, you know, that's part of been what I've been doing with the marketing is I'm trying to be on more social media. We're working to put together a TikTok right now because it's a very, you know, you can watch videos on TikTok of us practicing and that's cool, you know. And, and it's, it's it's a really big push to kind of push towards like the younger generations, um, you know, especially those, you know, who, you know, might be a few generations out from, you know, when their families first came to the U.S., um, you know, and it's it, it's a thing that we're, we're definitely working on um, to improve. Um, okay. We're also trying to uh, actually uh, trying to implement some more um, Filipino culture in our training. Right. Um, I've actually got two very large pieces of bamboo in the backyard that I'm currently uh, curing um, and working on to turn them into to teach people a Um That's you know, wonderful. Instead- I think yeah. we should talk again and um, uh, because there's a lot of things that we can do together and uh, to connect you with the Philippine, com- Philippine community leaders. So um, before I let you go, um, in the interest of time, where can our interested followers learn more about Balintawa? Can you give them th- your site or a phone number or an address where they can go? Yeah, um, you know, people want to learn. There's, 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 there's a plethora of different options. Um, our main one, uh, if you want to learn the history, because uh, again, I paraphrase the history, um, you could go to atlbalintawak.com, um, and that's going to have all the information about our school, our lineage, who the instructors are. Um, and all that, and we've got some really cool photos of uh, Van Chong just kind of doing his thing back in the day. Um, so that's our, our biggest source of information. But on top of that, we are on Instagram. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Like I said, we're working on a TikTok right now. Um, but that would be uh, ATL Balintawak is our is our, our handle. Okay. All right. With that said, I will let you go, and I hope to talk to you again soon. And thank you so much for coming um, to guest in Usapang Pinoy. Thank you so much. Welcome back, mga kababayan. Ako po ay nagpapasalamat dahil sa wakas na pag-usapan na rin natin ang Filipino martial arts dito sa Usapang Pinoy. It, importante po ito dahil it is essential that our younger generation know about our very own Filipino martial arts. Dahil ang akala ng buong mundo, pag sinabi mong martial arts, eh puro karate na puro uh, Japanese and Chinese and, and whatever. Uh, pero ang hindi alam ng kabataan, meron tayong sariling martial arts and we should be proud to own it. So before I go on and give you a couple of Filipino legends and superstitions in Proverbs, I want to give tribute to um, our former, the late President Fidel V. Ramos, who passed away um, a few a couple of weeks ago and um, wanted to 
give our condolences again to the family and to the country. Um, FBR has been a very good supporter and frequent visitor to the Filipino community in Atlanta, Georgia. Yun lang po. So, ngayon, I'm going to switch to Filipino legends and superstitions. Um, it's only 45 days before we start celebrating the Filipino American History Month in October. Pero looking forward to that, I want to discuss bits and pieces of stories about our inang bayan in the form of legends and superstition dahil parte yun ng istorya at kultura natin. So, ang una po is the legend of piña, um, the legend of pineapple. A long time ago, in a faraway village, there liv- lived um, an old widow in a nipahat, and her name is Aling Rose, and her daughter, Pinyang. <coughs> Excuse me. Aling Rosa got sick and was bedridden. She asked Pinyang to cook their supper, and Ping- Pinyang did so and started cooking rice. When the rice was boiling, she started looking for the ladle, <coughs> but couldn't find it. She asked her mother, who replied, It's just beside the other utensils in the kitchen. So Pinyang hanap siya ng hanap, she searched and couldn't find it until the rice started to boil, started to boil over. So the mother, Aling Rosa, got so mad that in her state of anger, she screamed and cursed Pinyang, saying she wished Pinyang had many eyes all over her body so that she can see things easily. So the following morning, Aling Rosa went, was well and went up and got up and started preparing breakfast and Pinyang was nowhere to be found. So she started looking outside and the house calling her name. No answer. She came back to discover a new plant below the stove. The plant had a fruit and to her surprise, it had many eye-shaped things in its body. Aling Rosa cried and asked God for forgiveness because she realized that because of her curse, her daughter turned into a plant. From then on, the plant was called piña, which is now known all over the world for its juicy and succulent fruit. Yun po ang, ano, ang, um, ang istorya ng piña. So piñang siya na naging piña. So I'll give you a couple of general superstitions. The first one is, wag kang mapangapi sa magulang. Kung sila'y sinalbahe mo, mas malala ang iyong mararanasan sa sarili mong mga anak. In English, be good to your parents. If you disrespect them, your own children will be twice as mean to you when you get old. The second one, kung ang pangalawang daliri ng iyong paa ay mas mahaba kaysa ibang mong mga dalira sa paa, daliri sa paa, ikaw ang nasusunod sa pamilya. In English, if your second toe is bigger or longer than the rest of your toes, you are the boss of the family. Or maybe the spoiled brat, depending on whose perspective. <laughs> so, um, I have a lot where that came from. So, stay tuned for the next episodes because there's a lot of general superstitions. So, in closing, I would like to share a Filipino proverb authored by our very own Philippine national hero, Jose Rizal. Ang hindi marunong magmahal sa sariling wika ay mahigit pa sa mabaho at malansang isda. In English, he who does not love his mother tongue is worse than a rotten fish. Dr. Jose Rizal's mesa- message here is to value and give honor to your native language. Magpapala- magpapaalam na po ako. Tandaan po ninyong mag-sign up at ang klikin po ang usapangpinoyga at gmail.com. 
Hanggang sa muli, paalam muna sa ngayon. Paliwakan,